0: Fisher Cast: a six feet under retrospective I am your funeral (laughs) director Robin and I'm Joined by my six feet undertakers Moira (laughs) And Des (laughs) What do you say Moira and Des (laughs) We say hey Hey. (laughs) We do we say hey (laughs) (laughs) Well uh we have a uh, Nice episode of Fishercast for you today And uh really want to just kind of move Things along um So why don't we uh Unless anybody has anything to mention maybe Announce um Maybe, maybe maybe not.
1: I do, but I'll keep it at the, I'll put it at the end.
0: Okay. You have that yeah. to look forward to listeners.
1: Yes, it's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get into the uh, Hi Mora. Uh, <laughs> let's get into th- Hi Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized you haven't you haven't said anything. You said
1: I'm Because Maura.
2: because I had it on mute because there were sounds in my Oh <laughs> in I appreciate it. House he didn't
3: need to hear.
1: <laughs> and we all know Robin is a slave driver. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's a reason our, our show sounds so good when you listen to it. It's because he pulls out the whip and beats us. <laughs> yes.
0: It's not as kinky as it sounds.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the Darwin Awards. Okay. So this one's called Homemade Wine. Um, because, you know, there's, there's, there's like wine in this episode. <laughs> and uh, Rico wines a lot in this episode as well yes. <laughs> <laughs> So this is from Georgia uh, In 2004 At a Cave Springs convenience dump Where local residents could Drop off waste for later delivery To the main county dump Monitors were paid to ensure That residents deposited only allowed waste One keen-eyed inspector Noticed a bottle in the trash compactor That looked suspiciously like homemade wine he fished the bottle out of the compactor. At this point, you might be thinking this is a man crushed by compactor story, but no.
1: Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> After safely re- re- retrieving the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, birds. <laughs>
4: Okay, <laughs> After simply
0: retrieving the bottle, the gentleman in question and another local man proceeded to drink the wine, quote-unquote. Apparently none of them took a clue from the fact that the bottle had been thrown away in a dump, leading to the reasonable conclusion that its contents were probably undrinkable. <sighs> this particular vintage was antifreeze. Both yep. men were poisoned and one died. Oh. <laughs> Ironically... Why?
1: Why would you drink something out of a strange bottle that's not, you know sealed from a dub. (laughs) Stupid. Uh,
0: Ironically, if the men who are actually drinking the wine along with their antifreeze both might have lived, ethanol is sometimes used in hospitals to counteract the deadly effects of antifreeze poisoning. Uh, Antifreeze (laughs) is not toxic until the ethylene glycol is converted to oxalic acid, which crystallizes and damages the kidneys. So, uh, yeah. Moira, you use those all? Use, uh... (laughs) wine all the time
2: oh well yeah personally I always have my (laughs) my alcohol with my ethanol I'm cautious like that (laughs)
0: all right well let's take a little break and listen to something from our friends
4: at Castlecast
5: Heidi Heidi hey
4: John what happened to you you look awful
5: Uh, I had an accident but I'll be okay listen I where have you been you're late for recording that's what I wanted to tell you Listen, I was hanging a clock in the bathroom, and I slipped and I hit my head on the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I I blacked out for a bit. When I came to, I had an epiphany. You know that show on ABC, Castle? I, what? You know, Castle. It's that murder mystery show starring Nathan Fillion. Everyone loves it. Come on, keep up.
4: I'm familiar with it, yes.
5: Okay, well, I was thinking... You may want to sit down for this. I am sitting. Oh, well, then I'll sit. I was thinking... We should do a podcast about Castle.
4: You're kidding, right?
5: No, I'm serious. We could do a weekly podcast wherein we talk about the latest news involving the series, its cast and crew. John. Follow that with a recap and review of the latest episode with emails, voicemails, and a Twitter poll. John. And you know what else? We can even have a music appreciation segment featuring actual score pieces from the show by its composer, Robert Duncan.
4: Seriously, John?
5: Then we can wrap up the show with spoilers. John. Yes?
4: We already have a castle podcast. Really? Yes, really. It's called castlecast.net. Don't you remember?
5: Ooh, good name. We should grab it before someone else does.
4: Oh, for the love of... What?
5: You got a better idea?
4: Maybe you should go to the hospital. I think you might have a concussion.
5: Don't be silly, I'm fine. What I should really do right now is go make some album art for the podcast in iTunes. Bam, said the lady.
4: Castlecast.net, the original fan podcast all about the ABC series Castle.
5: Hey, Heidi, you'll never guess what I saw outside just now. A double rainbow.
4: Yep, definitely a concussion.
1: And we're back. Uh, that was great stuff. That's good stuff. Good job, Castlecast. It
0: is it, very good and they're definitely going to be in our uh, promo rotation because uh, they played one of our promos. Thank you very much.
3: Yay. Yay. And you
0: too can get your promo on FisherCast. Just send it in, you know. Just
1: for a low payment of 19.99. <laughs>
0: for a low play payment of uh telling me that you're going to play my promo even though I don't, you know. You know, if I don't even listen to your podcast, I might never know. You just just tell me you're gonna play my promo, and I'll probably just play yours. You're easy, Robin. <laughs> I was
2: just thinking that he is easy.
0: <laughs> I'm not the podcast whore anymore, though. So
1: <laughs> I stole your title. <laughs>
0: and again, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our our open casket viewing, our episode discussion of Out, Out, Brief Candle, Moira.
2: Alrighty, Season 2, Episode 2, Out Out Brief Candle. A college football player collapses in the heat of practice, and his death haunts Nate and his AVM secret. With Matt Gillardi failing to buy out the resilient Fishers, Kroner's regional director, Mitzi Huntley, decides to take matters into her own hands. Federico asks Nate and David for a down payment loan for his house, but learns they're buying a casket wall display instead. Desperate, his wife Vanessa turns to her sister Angelica for help. Brenda invites the man who deflowered her (laughs) over to dinner. Claire learns that Gabe is carrying some serious excess baggage. Keith frets that his drug-troubled sister, Carla, is neglecting her daughter, Taylor. And Robbie, Ruth's flower store co-worker, asks Ruth to witness his graduation from a self-help seminar. Written by Lawrence Andrews and directed by Kathy Bates
0: the Bates the actress yes she yes. she brings on the misery in this episode
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: so does either of you know where out out brief candle comes from
1: oh, hmm.
2: it's from was... Shakespeare isn't it yep but I can't remember what play
0: <laughs> and now a reading from Macbeth I was gonna say Macbeth Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps into this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death out out brief candle life's but a walking shadow a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more it is a tale told by an idiot Full of sound and fury, signifying
3: nothing. Bravo! Thank you! Thank you! Bravo. Thank you!
0: <laughs> Ow, okay, that rose not, hit me not... in the head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is from Macbeth, and it's uh, it's uh, Macbeth actually reacting to the news of his wife's death, and he's uh, pretty much saying that you know that life life is pretty meaningless now. He's and it's kind of a pathetic thing. It Just kind of
3: yeah.
0: is around for a little while and then goes away. And did it mean anything? Probably not. So that's inspiration. That happy news. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, the beginning of this episode, Josh and Sam uh, get are getting excited for football practice, getting all psyched up. The coach asks them if they they all want to play, and uh, apparently they do, because um, he's like, "You ready to play football?" Anyway, uh, so he. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I think we we're supposed to laugh or trouble at that point, I know, but, no, but I don't know why. He's,
0: he's can't I come either. for free. I mean, I got to get one laugh at least. Uh, <laughs> so he makes them run back and forth for a little while, and then Sam collapses, but he's okay. Meanwhile, Josh collapses dead, and no one cares. Uh,
2: I
1: don't know if it's no one cares so much as people didn't this. notice. He's, right? Come on, he's like right, like he's no, right They're nearby. all they're
2: all facing. Um, what's his face? Sam Sam. Yeah, like Sam. They're all facing yes. Sam Pretty much with their backs to Josh
1: Yes Preoccupied with him And he wandered <laughs> off mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like a uh. You know Like a dog Who wanders off to die alone You know I don't know why people Wander off to hide When they die
0: That's racist Um Moving on <laughs> it's-
1: She's dog that has nothing to do with
2: uh she was gonna head to the Eskimo on the ice float thing, which of course isn't even true, but anyway.
1: No, I was there was something else that I was watching and like somebody they were like hiding to like oh give birth or something and it was just so you know, weird, like an animal
2: a Florida thing.
1: No, it was something <laughs> I watched on TV or a movie or something. <laughs> uh, <anyways. laughs>
0: anyway. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we're at Brenda's and Brenda's wearing it because, uh, her ex-boyfriend Trevor and his family are invited over for dinner. They're going to kind of reconnect with Nate there. And Trevor's had this perfect life with a wife and kid. A wife's won this uh, national book award. And, uh, yeah, Nate starts to wonder, should I be worried? But he's he's kind of making light of it. He's he's going.
1: Can I can I make an observation? Yeah. Well, two actually. One, Nate had his shirt off briefly, um, and two, <laughs> he was pretty funny in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean that 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 the to... Yeah, portion of the show. Where he's like
0: fucking Trevor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, it made me laugh. He
0: was being very silly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mitzi pull, is pulling up to Kroner, where uh, Mr. Gillardi, Aunt Gillardi meets her. And she still wants her three homes, but he only got her two. So, uh, yeah, those fishers are a bit resilient. So Mitzi fires Mitzi, him right there in can, can, can I
3: say oh. the line?
1: Go
2: oh, ahead. damn, oh. sure.
1: Oh, did you want it, Moira?
2: Go for it.
1: <laughs> it's like, I love Mitzi. She's like my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, just because I fucked you, that doesn't put us on a first name basis.
0: <laughs> yep. I wrote that one down too. Love it. It's a great line. So uh, we bid adieu to Matt Gilardi very quickly, very abruptly. He is gone. Um, it's just like when Mr. Trick got staked. I'm telling you, this Buffy season three comparison is so apt. I cannot wait to the season finale where um, uh, Mitzi turns into a, Mitzi turns into a giant snake
1: on <laughs> um, graduation day yeah graduation day
0: uh, so uh david tells nate uh about josh Langmead, the the football player who was in the paper apparently and tells him here you go it's time for you to take care of your first intake and so nate does and the parents give uh nate uh josh's jersey and talk about how much Josh meant to them, and they asked Nate if he played football, and he says, uh, "Dad said it was too. Uh, he did let me play baseball."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Duh! I just stuck my foot in my
0: mouth. <laughs> yep. So they settle on the Titan Four casket, which is ninety two hundred dollars.
1: That's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. That, but it was really sweet of his. No, of the parents. They're so like, it's only money. Yeah.
0: Um, meanwhile, Rico and Vanessa are checking out a possible new house with cousin Ramon. Uh,
1: Carlos! (laughs) Carlos from Desperate Housewives. Oh, really? I love Carlos, yes. Okay. He's awesome in Desperate Housewives.
0: (laughs) Uh, Ramon tells Rico that he's been acting like a bitch around his wife, and, uh... Rico is like, what the heck? And, uh, Vanessa is very excited about getting this house.
1: Can I just say that Rico is acting like a little bitch in front of everyone? (laughs) (laughs) I no longer like Rico. Uh, In fact, I just don't like him at all. Okay.
0: (laughs) Neither do your birds. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but I have the windows and the doors open because it's, you know, cool. This one
0: will sound exotic. And they're loud. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, we cut to the embalming the room where Nate's trying to wheel the corpse into the cooler, but he hears a noise and he opens the zipper and the corpse of Josh is crying.
1: I was hoping he was really alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happens sometimes yeah. when people, like, mm-hmm. die, but they're not really dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, I it probably doesn't happen anymore because technology is better, but it's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> She, you know, Serpent in the Rainbow kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. He <laughs> get I didn't I wasn't expecting that that reference, but yeah, um, in <laughs> by Canadian,
2: just so you know. Yeah. It's a good
0: movie. Uh, he gets a phone call from the casket company says the Titan Four is uh, no longer being made and the closest casket to that type is about 2 grand more and they act very inappropriate on the phone with the uh person who called. Son of a motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real professional, Nate. Eh?
1: Well, you know, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have been so unprofessional. Unprofessional, but you know, he was he was annoyed because now he's got to go back to these people who are in the middle of grieving for their son and tell them, yeah. you know, that they they can't have the casket that they lovingly picked out for their dead son.
3: You know? <laughs> I mean, that's
1: I I can understand why he'd be pissed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was just laughing because I look at my next note and it says, Parker hates school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, at the high school, there's a bit of a uh, go, going back and forth between inside and outside the high school. Claire's, Claire's with Parker and the locker's wondering where Gabe is, but outside, Gabe is meeting with Dink, who's worried that they'll get ID'd, and Gabe threatens Dink not to talk, and he starts worrying about small ball Andy who is presently inside the school, drugged out of his mind, uh, making a play for Claire's boobs.
1: Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I like when he was saying, what was he saying? Like, your soul's on fire, and Parker's like, I know. I, know. <laughs> I love that part. Parker's awesome. Like, what?
3: So <laughs> yeah.
0: She, like, without hesitation, she's like, I know.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's funny. <laughs> so he, he falls to the floor, and Gabe ends up running in and tells Claire to get the nurse and then he starts threatening uh andy not to say anything and they pull pull his shit together pretty much
1: well, I can't because you know
2: he's so full of compassion yeah. for his friend
1: yeah, yeah. such a bastard <sighs> i hate him more than i hate Rico. <laughs> just just let I'm glad we have a scale going yet. yeah <laughs> i do i do have a scale mitzi's at the top she's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and gabe's at the bottom he's my least we favorite.
0: gotta start incorporating the segment kroner of the week yeah, right. <laughs> so uh nate's mad at david about this casket david seems kind of like oh whatever you know who says they can't pay that two thousand dollars more
1: wow <laughs> so- callous
0: yeah. yeah um and uh tells nate that the Yeah, the parents might be able to pay extra. Rico comes in asking for a loan of $11,000. Wow,
1: seriously, Rico? <laughs> he God, says he could pay it
0: like over like 17 payments or something like that. I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I thought that was highly inappropriate. You yeah? know, they're your bosses. Hmm. Yeah. And then... He's just so, he's such a little bitch about the whole thing. (laughs) You know, you're going to ask your boss for a loan of that much money. You know, you can't be a little bitch when they can't give it to you or they choose not to. They're not, you know, they're not your bank.
0: Right. Um, At the uh, florists, Robbie's softening up a bit to Ruth. He keeps starting to insult her and then pulls back. (laughs) Then he tells her, he gives her some flowers and forgives her for ruining everything. And <laughs> Ruth refuses this forgiveness, and Robbie <laughs> kind of softens up. He's like, he wants Ruth to kind of witness him graduating from the plan, which is kind of like a self help group. Slash. Okay,
2: d- did God. that that surprise me completely? Yes. Because Robbie and Ruth have not had any bonding time, other than her admitting her lack of yeah self pleasuring technique. And um, I just can't imagine that that's the one person in the world that he actually wants to come to this event.
1: I think I think he's like trying to witness her, you know, like in, induct her into his cult. Mm-hmm. But see yeah, that he's moment, he's trying to help her by bringing her in. I think is what it is. But well, he, he seems to me like someone who's a little more together and doesn't really need something like that. Mm.
2: Well, I think that comes out later when you watch how he behaves at the seminar. But at this point in the show, I, I, it wasn't at all obvious to me that he was trying to help her.
1: Oh, see, that's what I thought right away. I was oh, because like, you know, he—he they've the talks they've had. He can tell she, you know, she's got wow. some issues and everything, and he thinks she needs to loosen up. So. I yes. just assume
0: that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that might explain it. I just, I don't see Robbie as having a lot of people in his life. I mean, he's definitely still he's still closeted from his parents and the way that he gets upset about Ruth uh ruining things at work, I'm wondering if like this his whole florist job is pretty much like his entire life. You know, like this is yeah. this is what he does and this is what he gets his joy from and when, you know, Hobag Ruth comes in, you know, and Nikolai starts, <laughs> you know, giving her all sorts of favors and telling Robbie to run the register and uh, you know, it, it, I think I think he his his that that was his only place of you know, where he where he was, where he was happy, you know. who mm, gave yeah. him happiness. So, I think he had a little bit of a mental breakdown and probably got sponsored himself. I don't know. Mm. That's my That's impression. Sad. Um, so, David and Nate are checking out this casket wall, and it's about <sighs> $20,000. David's giggling. <laughs> He's like a little kid. Oh
3: it's my so gosh. It's so
1: tacky. Oh God. It's so, it looks <laughs> cheap and tacky. You
2: know? Really? I don't and think it, it looks
0: cheap.
1: I do because it's like you know, little. It looks like mm,
0: I don't. I kind I of just, agree. It's better to like you know have it, it right touch there, touch and in front feel of you. and see. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people would would want that. Those little drawers of the fabric.
1: I understand that, but I thought most funeral homes had one of those rooms that had the actual coffins
2: mm, in them. No, didn't.
1: Well, not the fish, little- at least. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, still, I just I don't like the whole, you know, just a little piece of it. You know, it just looks the way it's done. It looks really. It's cool. like
2: going to Home Depot and looking at your kitchen options. Yeah,
1: I don't do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ikea how about ikea can you we don't that?
1: have a, the nearest ikea is probably five to eight hours away
2: In canada
1: <laughs> <laughs> orlando that's eight hours away um, and i just i don't like the wall i think it's tacky i think it's lame it looks tacky it could they could do a better job making it look better okay you know what i mean well
2: i don't think it looks terrible at all
1: Ugh.
0: yeah you're alone in on this one does
2: <laughs> i want
0: one I,
1: for myself
2: <laughs> we want to put one up in the living room. <laughs> disagreement
1: this episode, I think.
2: What's you the... said what, sorry?
1: There's going to be a lot of disagreement, at least oh. on my side. Okay. I'm going to be probably alone in my opinions about everything. I know some of the stuff Moira thinks about the episode because she was saying it, so I disagree with, you know, I'm going to disagree even, with
0: her. Don't even remember what I well, said. let's but... have a quick recap. Okay, Rico's a bitch. We agree, we agree with that. Uh, yeah. And then the yeah. wall. I mean, we're – I don't know about – well, I guess we're disagreeing There was
1: something right. else. There was something else I... I don't know.
0: Um, undead football player. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny.
1: see Moira and I agreed on the... <laughs> on the... How, what, when he died.
0: Anyway, derail. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: next scene.
0: Sorry. Next scene, Brenda's smashing the shit out of some garlic. And uh, she's acting all kind of nonchalant about what Nate, what Nate should do, how he should act, what he should wear. But then she's like, "Not the funeral suits." Um, yeah. So he's kind of joking around with her, and then he looks up, and there's Josh sitting there looking
1: at him. Oh, yeah. These damn ghosts, uh, mm. consciousnesses, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call them, apparitions of their mind. Mm.
0: Um. So in the next scene, the Cheshire Cat herself arrives at Fisher & Sons, just like the mayor did when he came into the library, (laughs) totally putting everybody off guard. Um, Yeah, so she walks into the lion's den and meets David and kind of invites them says, you know, we have some coffee. She's waiting in there, and Nate comes right up to her from jogging. He's all, like, tall, sweaty man-beast. And right (laughs) in her personal space. Did you notice that? It was very kind of intimidating. I don't think
1: she had a problem
0: with it. No, she didn't. Yeah. (laughs) She tells Nate that gillardi has gone, and she's doing some damage control. And uh, (laughs) David serves her some coffee, and she's wondering if it's poisoned. (laughs) And they just tell her to kind of, well, try it out, and you'll see. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so Nate ends up basically telling her to take all her basically her olive branches or whatever and shove them up her ass <laughs> so uh yeah she tells them that the coffee sucks and leaves
1: um she's sassy i like her in the
0: next scene claire's wondering if she can hide her weed in the uh casket wall um <laughs> these things open um rico enters and he looks a little worried when he sees the wall and nate pulls him aside and tells him pretty much well i can't do it um and rico wonders if the wall was bought before or after they talked about the loan
1: it doesn't matter rico Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's none of your fucking business it's not you're not a partner shut the fuck up rico
0: so, uh, yeah, Rico is complaining, and Nate goes a little bit overboard and bites his head right clean off. Then Rico drops a guilt grenade and leaves.
1: He is such a – I mean, really, they don't have to lend you money, and don't you don't have to whine about it and try to make them feel bad. I mean, God.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's so stupid. I'm not I, – I think Nate um, having that little fit and yelling at him – was probably you know well deserved.
0: Um, Moira, he's a, he's being a little kid. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. being a complete little child. Tra- I I was really not happy with him in this episode. <laughs> I'm not happy with how he handles any of it. I no. I, I think um, right back to when uh, they were looking at the house and. Vanessa is jumping around like a little kid and it's all about pleasing her. And it's just all of it is annoying to me. I'll get into it more as we go. Okay. Cause I don't want to jump ahead, but there's a part later on when he talks to Vanessa about the money that all of it just pisses me off. Yes.
1: Yes. Just pisses me off.
2: So, so him asking the boss for the money, first of all, is a huge thing to ask. Like if my staff came to me and said, hi, do you mind helping me buy a house? I'm like, are you kidding me? There's, there's a huge line between being an employee and lending somebody money. It's a big deal. Yes. And the and the other thing is, then when he says no, I mean, he should have realized they have the right to say no. And no, Nate doesn't handle it well, and he doesn't do it
0: very diplomatically. Right. But,
2: yeah, I was I was annoyed, actually, with both of them in that scene. <laughs> Nate and Rico, both of them were pissing yeah. me off.
0: I was going to say, yeah, Nate, Nate goes a little <laughs> bit, bites his head right off, pretty much. Yeah.
1: I, I probably would have done the same thing, though, because Rico was being such a jerk. He was acting like he was entitled yeah. to, alone from them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: And he, he also and not, drops yeah. the whole like, well, you yeah, you can't make me a partner, you can't um, loan me money, um, you know. Honestly, I, I, I let me play Rico advocate just for a second and just say I think the lines are kind of blurred. You know, when when this comes up, that's straight up like you're the my employee and I am your employer, and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't just keep, you know, annoying us about this kind of thing. But I I I think. I mean Rico um has been working there for several years and he trained under there. I think, you know, he was meant, he's meant to feel like part of the family and he even says that, you know, he considers them family um during that moment with the the baptism party.
1: That's all well and right. good. However, there's not your family they are your employers and you know that was a huge amount of money i can understand if he was asking for you know two hundred dollars yeah or something no problem but eleven thousand dollars yeah you know that's a lot of money
0: i am not saying it's all the fishers you know i think i think rico might be just a little little confused maybe about, about uh yeah
1: uh,
0: how far to take it that's just me yeah um, so, Nate's restocking the embalming room, and, uh, he sees Josh, and Josh, Josh is crying, and he says he's scared, and Nate says, not my problem, pal, and, <laughs> and, uh,
1: Somebody needs to sl- slap Josh.
0: And Josh is like, why me? And, and Nate bites his head off, so why the fuck not you? Everybody dies, what makes you so fucking special?
1: <laughs> Poor Nate. Ugh.
0: So yeah, Nate's kind of battling his demons. Um, okay, so we're at the plan. We're at the, the we're at the cult headquarters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and an older lady comes up and talks to Ruth about how happy her daughter is and has her sit with her. And uh, then Alma, the the person in charge, uh, aka the Borg Queen um, from Star Trek: First Contact. Uh comes out and talks about how people can take charge of their lives and then she
2: Excuse you know. me, did anybody else want to slap her immediately?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, because yes. I did. Okay, we're all in yes. agreement the there. Cause... And
2: I actually wrote down in my notes beside the plan question mark, I wrote creepy cult.
1: <laughs> yes. They it's... reminded me of like Scientology. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, or something.
2: Like, just oh. uh, this
1: BS that doesn't really mean anything, you know. Just uh
0: so, yeah, people are giving their graduation speeches, and Robbie's one of them. He gives a nice speech, and uh, you see in the audience that Ruth is clearly getting moved by these speeches.
1: And I, that moment, I was like, oh, Ruth, mm-hmm. please don't fall for this crap.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the next scene, we see that David Keith are actually playing racquetball.
1: <laughs> I, w- I love that. Except
0: David can't play. David can't play very well yep. at all. <laughs> Keith is beating the piss weird. out of him. hmm <laughs> <laughs> so, but it looks like Dave is pretty much doing anything just to be a part of Keith's life. And that means going on errands with him and then going to his niece's birthday party with him, which he gets invited to.
1: Why is, okay, last episode or whatever, Keith was talking about how he's with the new guy now and yep. blah, blah, blah. And now he's like hanging out with him all the time, inviting him to like a family event that's pretty intimate you know, letting him tag mm-hmm. along on errands. That's, hello, McSignal's key. Well, it's yeah. almost like
2: we've missed a piece of information, isn't it? I know. You know, like we don't quite know what's going on with him and Eddie or whether... Yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of that either.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it really, I don't think it's said much. I mean, I think... Uh, well, I mean, he, he <laughs> mentioned something about Eddie later, but maybe it's in the next episode. I'm not sure. I don't want to spoil I you guys. It, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think, think it, it was in this episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... We find out next scene what, uh, what happened with Gabe um, and uh, what he might have done down in the embalming room. Uh, park. Which, of
2: course, we suspected he stole mm-hmm. embalming fluid, but at the time I had no idea why he would want it because I was too innocent to know oh, that somebody could create such a concoction. Well, I looked it
0: up <laughs> and it's a real thing. A fry mm-hmm. is a joint dipped in embalming fluid um, or a formaldehyde. <laughs> And uh it, it's equi- equi- uh co- equivalent? equivalent. Thank you to to the rush that someone gets um by dipping their joint in something like PCP.
1: So okay, that's crazy too. Yeah, equally.
2: Um, you should never
1: dip <laughs> your joint in anything? <laughs>
0: <No>? <laughs> what kind of joint are you talking? Yeah, about? I was gonna say yeah, that's, that's a lesson we curious. could take away from How this episode. How about chocolate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay you can dip your joint in chocolate but that's about it never dip it in another drug it's already a drug you don't need a secondary drug with it
2: there there should be um I, i'm surprised you couldn't have found uh um, a darwin award perhaps <laughs> for somebody doing fry, doing fry yeah, yes. yeah i loved but
0: uh, anyway. the next scene brenda's putting finishing touches on her meal and pretty much Tells Nate not to expect anything like that ever for him. Uh, (laughs) Trevor shows up with uh, his wife, Dawn. Dawn. And And
1: the world's most annoying child. (laughs) And Will, yes.
0: Who makes himself right at home.
1: Uh, Yeah, he does. And the parents don't even do anything. They just let him go wild.
0: And uh, they act all cute with their kid. And Nate and Brenda look on. then we kind of skip ahead. And Dawn... Um, Is talking about doing the show Politically Incorrect with Kobe Bryant and quote-unquote, I wish Brad was here for this, that emaciated chick from The Practice
1: (laughs) who is uh, Lara (laughs) Flynn Boyle. Oh, oh, no. I was thinking of uh, Calista Flockhart. They look alike. Uh, Yeah, it's
0: Lara Flynn Boyle (laughs) who is also on Twin Peaks. Isn't one dark and one blonde, right? (laughs) That's about the
2: only Um, difference.
1: I think they both have brown hair.
2: Oh, I thought Laura both- was dark. <laughs> Close it was blonde. But anyway.
0: Speaking of light and dark, Dawn actually read Charlotte Light and Dark. Thank you. Uh, the, her professor, <laughs> <Segway>. <laughs> her professor in college, said it was the perfect profile of a classic borderline personality. And Brenda says it was all an act. And meanwhile, Nate and Trevor are talking about cragging, <laughs> rock climbing. <laughs> can,
1: can I they're comparing.
2: Say- they're comparing penis sizes, yeah, pretty much, yeah. aren't they? Yeah.
1: I liked Dawn. I thought she was uh, she was an interesting person, and I thought her and Brenda would get along. But Trevor, eh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It, it, it's kind of like comparing penis sizes, but it's more like uh, you know, I'm. Let's see how much of a good guy I am because he's actually also talking about that he doesn't really go that high because he's got you know a little will to worry about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's up with Brenda? Everybody expected such great things from her. Ouch.
2: That's so mean. Yeah. <laughs> so right a yeah, mean thing to really really mean, you know, yeah. this is your ex and you've just totally put her down in front of the guy that you yeah. assume probably loves her. How is that even remotely kind? So
0: this whole thing is not exactly going to be helping with Brenda's depression at all.
2: Um yeah.
0: while while the the wife who she's already jealous of uh is pretty much telling her that she thinks that brenda has a borderline personality (laughs) like her ex-boyfriend is now insulting her to nate you know so i don't actually i i i seriously doubt that nate would ever mention that comment to her later so
1: no i don't think he would either but i i didn't think that the wife was actually (laughs) saying that i think she was more uh kind of um Saying that that was crap that her what her professor was saying. Oh, really? Whether yeah. it was to make her feel better or because she actually believed that, yeah. she was she was telling her that she thought it was bullshit.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that from that, but I mean,
1: yeah. well, she actually came out and said and said bullshit. it. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, and and her reaction when uh, Brenda told her that she'd put it on as an act, um, she seemed actually quite impressed with Brenda, uh, <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. she was admiring of that, oh, I nice. think.
0: Um, so we get to dinner and, and Brenda is saying that the shiatsu that she does is something that she kind of did while she was waiting to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. And then 10 years went by, um, Nate kind of jokes around with little will and then tunes him out and sees Josh kind of sitting in the doorway crying. And then all of a sudden comes to and will is screaming in his face.
1: Wow, somebody needs to deal with their child, okay? I mean, apparently he was screaming for, you know, a A little bit. Uh Yeah, and mom and dad are just sitting there. (laughs) You take your child to someone else's home that doesn't have children, you know, you kind of want to make them behave. Yeah,
0: Mm mm-hmm. And speaking of someone needs to deal with their child, Keith and David go to uh, Keith's sister's house for Taylor's birthday, and no one's there. Taylor's just sitting there watching a show about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and uh, yes, it's like,
2: Nice and age-appropriate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Keith and David sit down with her for a moment and give her a present. It's an easy-bake oven. And uh, Keith finds Carla sleeping in her bed, and she's high, or, uh, but she's insisting that she's sober. Keith screams at her to take care of Taylor. Uh, David, meanwhile, is talking about how he had an Easy Bake Oven.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was kind (laughs) of cute.
0: And it's funny because he said he put like a 300-watt bulb in there or something like that. And uh, I looked it up. Yeah, those those ovens, you had to get your own bulb for them. I think he
1: said Claire had it. His sister had it. Oh, Claire had one? And he broke it. He broke it because he was trying to make a. Oh, that
0: makes makes more sense. I was thinking, why would Nathaniel (laughs) get David an easy bake (laughs) up unless he's like new ahead of time? Uh,
1: (laughs) Somebody, did you guys even watch this episode? (laughs) Uh,
0: I just missed little parts. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Baby. Uh, I I didn't say baby.
0: baby. I didn't say baby, but I could say it. It was a baby. You should use
1: the excuse (laughs) why you got
0: it. Ugh. so, what do you guys think about uh Keith's relationship with Carla and Car- is is he going a little bit t- too much in her face or
2: uh oh, I think no, I think there's got to be history there. Yeah. She must have messed up a million times, screwed up a million times, and he has no reason to trust her yeah um so yeah, he's hard on her um but you know you look at the state of the apartment too mm. when you come in and it's kind of a trash heap, and yeah. this kid's totally unsupervised, and I think it's just breaking his heart so.
0: And definitely, uh, he definitely is very tearful when he comes out and says goodbye to Taylor and they leave. Um, so, uh, afterwards, uh, or next scene, Brenda and Nader scoffing about Trevor and Don. And, uh, then we get the big confession, but not really.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I knew he wouldn't tell her. I
0: really liked that, that, that I was, I liked that. The way they shot that all like close up in your face, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as if you're one you are one character and then you're the other character. Um Yeah, so um what Brenda tells Nate she doesn't know who she is anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Poor Brenda. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, her life's been pretty crappy and you know, she's right, she's dealing with all the crap growing up and then dealing with being her brother's caretaker. and
2: Plus, don't you think she also has a way of um, putting on a show and being a chameleon and being whatever mm-hmm. she needs to be in the moment? Like when she first met Nate, you know? Yeah. she And I, I get the sense that that's part of why she has no idea who she is because she's so busy acting all the time.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, that really connects back to... Her childhood, when she was yeah. acting like, you know, whoever her psychiatrist wanted her to be or was studying her to be or whatever, you know. Right. The barking.
1: <laughs> I feel sorry for uh, Brenda. I like Brenda. <laughs> I do. I, I do like her.
4: <laughs> it's just, I just,
2: I love your passion.
1: <laughs> well, I know a lot of people don't like her. And I know a lot of people who like, listen to the show, mm-hmm. don't like her, but I actually do because, you know, I have some empathy for her. It's weird. Um, but you know, cause she was so messed up as a child and you know, you have to think that that would really do some damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I can't completely, you know, I mean, I, I she's, she's um, not completely responsible for how screwed up she is. You know, not completely. yeah,
2: and I can see your point. I, I guess, I, I feel similarly in that I understand so much better now why she is the way she is, but I keep um waiting for her to uh,
0: pull it together to just
2: well pull it together to, to take off, like I said, the acting role to take off the layers and mm. just try to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like she's Kate. trying she's making baby steps you know what i mean yeah um and i think that's probably you know she doesn't really know how to that may be you know what i mean well and
2: then to, ha- me. yeah, to have the ex show up and to be- and to find him so disappointing it was kind of a cute bonding moment though for them you know yeah. to yeah. laugh about it uh, that was kind of neat to see i liked that but uh yeah i i, I don't yeah, i don't dislike her i guess i'm just um leery for her Mm -hmm. whether she can make it work you know because she has been so dysfunctional forever
1: i'm rooting for her because you know i think that she needs to um have something good in her life and you know have that help change her into a less screwed up person
2: well then i hope nate can be more compassionate than he's being toward the football player in this episode. <laughs> if, that's gonna, if he's going to be there to help Brenda, he better buck up a little bit. Yeah, he needs to.
0: He needs to help himself first, I think. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I we I I have a feeling we're going to have some more Brenda talk in the next episode. So uh, let's just stop there. There's there's we have there's plenty to talk about in the next one, um, and we'll have a special guest here to talk with us about about it. So. Um, the next scene, David and Nate show Ruth the wall. Ruth wants to know how her money's being spent, and she is speaking fiercely from the eye.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, Ruth. Stop falling for their crap. Hey,
2: didn't she learn when she read the book about how to deal with your lesbian and gay child, and that was a disaster, didn't she <laughs> realize that maybe these pat answers aren't the way to go? It's really
0: funny Apparently how not. like it, we're, it, we are definitely uh, uh, pointing out the strange differences between the premiere episode of season two. And then all of a sudden people are making totally the different choice that they set themselves up like Keith, you know, stay out of my life, David, pretty much. And then next (laughs) he's playing racquetball with her. And now Ruth is like, Oh, whatever. I'm, you know, these stupid books aren't going to help me at all. So she starts talking (laughs) about the plan, you know, Uh, it's funny. Um, so, the wall guy gives them a note from Mitzi that says the wall was paid for and uh, now they're selling caskets for Kroner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice one, Mitzi. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nate thinks maybe they should give the, Rico the money now, and but David is way too pissed to even consider it. Um, down in the embalming room. Well, very- can you
4: stop for,
2: for a second? Yeah. Why do you think he's so pissed he won't consider it? Somebody explain this to me.
0: I think he just did the whole Kroner thing. Go
1: ahead. I think he's worried that business is going to be, you know, I mean, it's going to, he was worried that, you know, they're selling Kroner stuff and, um, uh. They're going to be swallowed up. Yeah, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. right. I can sort of see that then. Okay. I mean, if he's, if they're getting caskets from the, the place that Kroner took over, I'm just assuming that there's no better place to get caskets from, but, um, You know, any time the Kroner could just like go, no, you can't have this casket, and then make customers, you know, leave and go to a Kroner place to get the Well, here's the
1: deal. They didn't pay for that casket wall, so they still have that money, so they can go somewhere else and, and, you know, invest in other caskets, you know? Uh, Uh, They can order some more catalogs, too. So it's not a, you know, it's not a total problem. It's not like they threw all this money down and, and now they're screwed. Yeah.
0: But, you know, without business coming in, because because of Kroner, um, they could just easily spend all their money trying to keep their nose above water. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, down in the embalming room, Vanessa is telling Rico that she got the money from Sister Angie.
2: And this part I absolutely hate. Mm, go yeah. ahead. Now I'm pissed off at her, too, because you don't. Go behind your husband's back. Talk to your sister. Set up an entire loan that you haven't okayed with him. Um, all because selfishly, you you prancing around like a little frilly girl. Mm-hmm. I love this house. I love this house. Oh, I love this house. So you have to have what you want. And you do it behind his back. He's supposed to be your teammate. You're supposed to be, you know, partners in this. So she's pissing me off now, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I, could, I couldn't stand either one of them. Neither <laughs> oh. one of them dealt with the situation well. I mean, yeah, she's a parent. You, you don't. That's a lot of money, okay? You want to borrow $100 from your sister and not tell your husband. That's one thing. But $11,000 is a lot of money yeah. to borrow without your husband's you know, knowledge because that's a debt you both have and you know… And,
2: and it's a debt to family which let me tell you carries with it a whole different set of weights and obligations than a regular bank loan would yeah. and not necessarily good ones I might add, right? right so i and then the way he behaves is ridiculous i yes. know oh, that oh this he whole thing he was a very
1: controlling husband kind of yeah i i didn't like that
2: no but i didn't like either of them i didn't i didn't like <laughs> I how didn't she manipulated him i didn't like how he reacted mm-hmm. I didn't like her throwing out the machismo what did you say what, what are you doing now hit her rico like i just oh the whole yeah, thing yeah yeah there. See, this is what's getting me irate in this episode. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Stupid completely. marital discord that oh, <laughs> people are morons.
1: Uh, yes, yes, people are morons. I say oh. that all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're disagreeing that much, Des.
1: You're right, you're it's right, right. It's we're
2: hilarious.
3: Not.
0: <laughs> um, in the next scene, Claire confronts Gabe, and Gabe confesses about the robbery and begs her not to give up on him, but Claire walks away.
1: Yay, Yay, Claire! Claire. Woo! Yay,
0: Claire, holy heartrending for her. Mm-hmm. That had to
2: take so much guts. Mm-hmm. Really. He's so pathetic. Yep. Um, just truly, in the meaning of the word, pathetic.
1: Yeah, I would think oh, that wow. would make it easier.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. She's got such a good heart that I'm sure that had to be really tough for her.
1: Um,
0: And the next scene, Nate is annoyed by Josh's crying and Josh demands that Nate look at him.
3: And- See, and that's
2: where I'm like, Nate, 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 yeah, well, but still, Nate's being an asshole. You know, mm. he just is. Why?
1: Because he's trying to ignore this figment of his imagination? Because
2: <laughs> I can't even figure out why the figment, this is where, you know, this is where it starts to cross the line for me between how much is him projecting, how much is ghosty, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> it's hard to tell at this point.
0: I always but- consider this as, uh, you know, Like it's, it's, it's the, it's his secret nagging at him. He's, he can't, he hasn't told anybody. He's, he hasn't asked for help. He's, and he hasn't faced it. He's, he's stormed out of his doctor's office and he wasn't, and, and obviously the doctor was an asshole, but (laughs) yeah, we've established that. Yes.
2: yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got the same sense from it that you did Robin, that it was just him feeling like uh, a little overwhelmed by the thing and. You know, his subconscious trying to tell him that he needs to deal with it, but he doesn't want to deal with it, you know. that's exactly what it
0: is, deal with it, look at me. You know, that's what he's telling, look at me. And uh, Nate finally looks and Josh says, that's more like it. And in the next scene, the final scene, Nate finally opens up and confesses to David. He breaks down crying and so does
1: Robin. Um, Oh, God, seriously, Robin?
0: (laughs) Killer,
3: killer.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, didn't Moira say, David...
0: Oh, i meant to go back and check who's I, yeah I, you
2: know
1: it's, it's funny I, I, I said claire because yeah
2: I, say claire. yeah I think i did say david because i remember we both said oh it won't be brend it should be brenda yeah. but it won't be right. yeah, yeah i think i did well, well i'm just glad he told somebody he needed to tell somebody yes i agree
0: yeah well congratulations
2: you
1: won Woo. I get a cookie Yay, But yeah, I have yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it first
0: <laughs> It's really funny My memory is so bad that I thought it was somebody else um, So, Who
5: I'm sure our listeners can was? tell us
0: Yeah No no I mean when you guys were making the bet I was like you know I thought it was somebody else but
2: Oh entirely
0: yeah. <laughs> I forgot he told David first oh, So cool. uh, you guys have anything else to say about this episode Before we move on to Fisher of the Week no. Yes. Oh uh, no! Really? Okay. It's
2: been kind of a ranty sort of episode, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it has.
0: Yeah. Well, let's take a break for and listen to some words from our friends at Potential Cast.
1: Woohoo!
3: In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary
0: tracks. This is Potential Cast.
4: This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio.
1: I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that light for (laughs) some reason.
4: The show does that a lot,
5: and I really like it. I
3: love Child's explanation
5: about both uses lair, don't tell anyone, that's all the information you need.
0: We do have a lot of feedback.
3: Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at PotentialCast.com.
0: And welcome back. We're here with our next segment, Fisher of the Week. So, uh, who wants to go first and award their Fisher of the Week?
1: Moira
2: does. I will. I am... I, um... Okay, I didn't didn't love anybody this week That <laughs> you may have gathered But in the end After a bit of debate with myself I'm going to give it to Claire Because Claire dumped Gabe nice. And I really wanted Claire to dump Gabe <laughs> So yes. that was probably the most uh, Positive thing that happened in the whole episode <laughs> So I figured I should reward it With Fisher of the Week
4: Right <laughs> Okay uh,
1: well, um, can I pick Mitzi? No, she's not a <laughs> fisher. To pick Mitzi. <laughs> She's so awesome.
3: Um,
2: okay. The one quote we both wanted, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um, well, I can't pick Ruth because she's um, she's going down the plan path, and that's not that's pathetic. Um, I can't pick David because he got way too excited about that stupid coffin wall thingy. Um, I can't. <laughs> I guess I I probably shouldn't pick Nate, even though his shirt was off. And that's always a good reason for him to be Fisher of the Week. But I think I'm also going to pick Claire because she broke up with Gabe.
3: Yay! And
1: I really wanted that to happen. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Shots time! <laughs> Yay.
2: However, I only have water right now, but I, you know I could fix I'm that re- maybe. Re- <laughs> uh, I'm
0: thinking mm-hmm. Claire definitely. Um, yeah, thank goodness she walked away. I hope she doesn't go back and try to help him at all. Me too.
2: <laughs> I agree. Leave them alone.
0: So uh, <laughs> let's move on. We have lots of feedback to get back get get to. So here's our listeners' you, listener eulogy section. <laughs> so uh, you guys have uh, our email open. And we want to take turns, or
2: yeah, I'm going to open. Which one do you want us to do? And
0: uh, wh- which one do you want to read first? Go ahead.
2: I thought I'd just do them in the order they came in, so... The one from Larry, maybe.
0: Oh,
2: you got it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, first off, a disclaimer. I absolutely loathe Nate Fisher. (laughs) To me, everything he does is... Everything he does is self-serving, even when he's doing something good. I felt that way from the first time I saw the pilot. I always thought it was very brave of Alan Ball to have a main character be such an asshole. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. He mustn't like naked men or scruff. <laughs> I know, right? God, that's all you yeah, need. On, to the episode, on to the episode. Mitzi and Gilardi sleeping together must have created one huge moral vacuum. <laughs> Also, Mitzi needs to keep her legs closed, especially in social situations. <laughs> the women in Rico's life are soul draining. They make me happy that I am single.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's how I feel about Rico. Yeah.
2: It's very strange what excites David. <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought that casket wall was super tacky. So, <laughs> CJ. <hi. laughs> I would give this episode a 6 out of 10 scaling vases, mainly because it deals with Nate and his BS. Love the podcast. And that's from Larry Lopez.
3: Thank you, Larry.
1: <laughs> okay, Larry, I'm going to have to totally disagree with you on the Nate stuff, but I'm right there with you on the casket wall. And <laughs> yeah. on the
2: soul-draining draining women in Rico's life. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes, although he's not much better than they are, so they all deserve each other. Alright, does you want to read the one from Courtney? I do. Um...
0: Who was very happy we pronounced her name right.
1: Yes. Um, hey, guys, I'm writing you more feedback for two reasons. One, to prove that I can send the email to the right address this time. <laughs> and two, because you pronounced my last name correctly and it made me so happy. I was
0: wondering where I got that factoid from. Then <laughs> I looked at the email I was like, oh, I just skipped ahead, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Oh. Anyway, other than that, I don't have really great things to say about this episode. I was very glad that Claire stood up for herself, and although a small part of me felt bad for Gabe, she has to get out of that situation with him. He's going to take her down with him if she doesn't. I was glad to see some more of Keith's personal life, but I am a little bit taken aback by his spending time with David alone. It seems like a pretty dramatic turn of events from the previous episode, when Keith seemed to make it clear that... He couldn't spend time alone with David. Hmm. Mitzi is a great villain to me, though, and I love her snapping her gum and bitching about the coffee at the Fisher's house. Also, Mitzi is a great name for a chihuahua. Um, (laughs) Just just a sidebar, uh, when I was in elementary school, one of my friends was named Mitzi. Hmm. Um, That's me, though, not Courtney. Um, (laughs) Back to the email. Is it just me, or is Nate acting more selfish and jerky? It's not
0: just you. (laughs)
1: On, he has tight. he has a reason to Ugh. that's what I say. Yeah. yeah. Um that combined with the lack of scruff is surely not boding well for his character. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. His insensitivity to Rico was just well insensitive. I do think that Rico was asking a lot, but Nate did not handle the situation with maturity. Don't even get me started on Brenda. <laughs> Her envy slash disgust with her former boyfriend's life was kind of unbearable. I disapprove of the grass is always greener on the other side attitude. I rate this episode 5 out of 10 fry sticks. (laughs) (laughs) My Fisher of the Week reluctantly is going to be Nate, even though I just complained about him a bunch. His opening up to David at the end of the episode was very touching and restored my feelings for him a, a bit. I know, right? Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have to disagree with some of what you said there, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool, though. It's, it's, we're not the only ones that thought that you know, at least Keith's behavior was a little
1: strange. Yes, yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Brad writes to us and he says, Out, out, get out, Rico. I am donezo. And he says, question, is it feasibly possible to make me like Rico less? (laughs) I don't think it is. Who goes around guilt tripping people into giving them giant loans? Apparently the same people that have homophobic outbursts and then ask to use your house for a party. I hate Rico. Hate him. Can we bring Angela back? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also, poor Gillardi. Can't my boy Mike from Twin Peaks catch a break? He's had no luck since he lost his mullet of power.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Uh. (laughs) All right. And then we have one from the lovely Claire. She says, hi, lovely people. I hope this managed to get to you just in time. Here goes. Firstly, welcome to my favorite season of Six Feet Under. Secondly, here's my weird rambling list of stuff gleaned from rewatching this episode. Anyone else feel bad for Josh at the start that his death initially goes unnoticed? Yes, we did. (laughs) His character really winds me up every time I watch this episode. But I guess that's the point, really. The scene at the end, though, when Nate finally and calmly faces both Josh and his own mortality was really effective in the quiet and simple manner in which it was delivered. So, Nate is adorable in that opening scene. I bet Des didn't mind the fact that he was shirtless either. Right, Dez?
3: Hell no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello, Carlos from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I always forget that you turn up in this episode. Nate and David really do screw over Rico. I can understand why he complains. What? They could have <laughs> at least considered the loan option. David having an orgasm over that casket wall was hilarious
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> so she stuck up for Rico. Interesting. Yeah, yeah
2: no. Yeah. <laughs> the plan makes me come out in a cold sweat just hearing about it. I start having flashbacks to the dark days when I supervise the self-help section in borders. Shut oh. up. <laughs> My favorite line of this episode, surprisingly, comes from my least favorite character, Parker, when she responds to Andy telling her that her soul is on fire with, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, Ruth may have gotten to the Daffodil University or gone to the Daffodil University, but you are a much better flower arranger than her. Yeah, I would I agree,
3: think. Robbie. Yeah.
2: It's about time that we learned more about Keith's family. The girl who plays Taylor really does a good job. However, Keith and his sister look nothing alike. Yeah, I guess she's right about that. Um, Did you guys notice that really random use of green screen when Rico and Vanessa were in the embalming room? All the shots facing Rico were fine, but every time it showed Vanessa, the actress was clearly not being filmed on that set. Weird. Maybe it was reshoots later? I I didn't
0: notice. I didn't notice at all. I need to go back and look at that. Why wouldn't they do green screen? It's just she's in the embalming room.
2: Unless they were filming at two different times or something? Maybe. I don't know. Weird. Ruth is hilarious when she is speaking fiercely from the eye. And Nate finally comes up to David regarding his fears over his AVM. Whichever of you guys guessed correctly, that he would tell David first gets a cookie. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I thought you read that. That's I why you said that. When I read said that, that's funny. So, I like this episode, but there are later ones in this season. Yes, seasoned as, LOL, <laughs> that I prefer. I give this episode eight melted toy microwaves out of ten. Until next time, keep up the great work. <laughs>
0: Of and our course. final one is from Missy it just came in under the, under the bell here And uh Des, you want to read that?
1: Sure <clears throat> Let's see um, Hello Robin, Des, and Moira look, look, I actually <laughs> sent an email um, you, you know what the opening sequence Almost had me And by almost I mean Sam was far too obvious a victim Scrawny white guy can't handle the heat So I was keeping my eye on Josh And what do you know, Josh was the mark I guess you could say my annoyance at having thought Mitzi was going to die in the season opener caused my eye to wander to Josh this time. <laughs> uh, speaking of B- Mitzi, she's back. Uh, yeah, that was a nod to the little girl from Poltergeist. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have read it
3: too fast.
1: <laughs> I didn't read all the A's. Sorry. Um, what? Uh, What was the reason for telling us that she fucked Gilardi? Ew! But hey, at least she fired his creepy ass. Oh, I
2: think it's to show what a badass manager she is. Really, right? (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh, Rico and Vanessa looking for their new home was cute. Too bad the fishers ruined that dream. Seriously. (laughs)
2: Garfy, cute. Ugh.
1: Can't, Can't say I cared for Ramon. What a jackass. Yep, that's Ricardo Chavira. Carlos Solis from Desperate Housewives.
0: Boy, I didn't pick up that Desperate Housewives guy. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did. Um, Parker and Claire loitering in the halls waiting for Gabe. Enter Andy, who's high on pot and embalming fluid why (laughs) he really really livened up a scene that was making claire look sad and pathetic bravo andy now get better (laughs) well that was sweet of robbie only i think he invited ruth to join a cult no seriously alma is the very definition of a cult leader she's the board queen I expected the Kool-Aid and Nikes to appear at any moment. (laughs) Coffin wall. For the record, I christened it the coffin wall before they used the term in the episode, which means I laughed when they did. Lol. Dave is like a kid in a candy store. Nate doesn't get the hype, and Claire wishes to know if she can stash shit in it. Lol. (laughs) Coffin wall rocks. You'll notice... you'll notice so far no mentions of the nate and brenda slash trevor and dawn storyline because the most i can muster is i found it odd that they somehow connected to these losers and really brenda and trevor that was a thing hmm guess he just wasn't what i expected yeah nor Mm i me neither i did love brenda's angry chopping (laughs) (laughs) David and Keith play racquetball, and it isn't code. They play real racquetball. (laughs) At least Keith (laughs) does. This is a long email. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: Wow, the scenes with Keith's niece, Taylor, and sister, Carla, were intense. Dave was so cute telling Taylor about his run-in with Claire's Easy Bake Oven. I agree. (laughs) Josh is Nate. Damn, Nate is scared. Brenda has no fucking idea who she is. That's my girl. Be honest. Ruth is speaking fiercely from the eye. Lol, I told you that is cult talk. (laughs) Jesus, Mitzi is a chihuahua, and a fucking sneaky one at that. (laughs) The final scene with Nate telling Dave was wicked powerful. Kathy Bates directed that scene so well. P.S., I remember that scene from when it originally Mm. aired. Third time on Lucky for Gabe. Claire was real strong in that scene on the lawn. Bye-bye, Simone, otherwise known Mm. as Missy. Nice. Thanks, Missy, yes. <laughs> for making me read all that.
0: Uh, she did send Don't it in complain. the last minute. Yeah, we really appreciate the email. Yeah. Even
1: though it doesn't. Dry. <laughs> and I dry. I, I could have done it in Australian accents. I should have.
2: I, th- I think the last time, um, scarred her.
0: <laughs> 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 what I could see on Facebook, so yeah. maybe uh, not. That's why I handed her email
1: to Des. <laughs> I always oh. like to say Twitter like she says it now. Twitter. Twitter.
0: Twitter. Um, and I wanted to read one more thing, which is uh, the the first real dissenting point of view. Well, not dissenting. More like, someone's really pissed off watching Six Feet Under, and her name is Steph. Uh, she says on the,
1: I'm not surprised. The Facebook,
0: <laughs> she says on Facebook, What the hell does Brenda have to be depressed about? Nate is doing a good job hiding his fear. Nate seeing a dead person is not working nearly as well for me as David seeing the dead boy in the first season. The fake outs are not working for me either. They're too predictable. I expect the the person that I expect the least to die. I think I know what she means by that. Um, yeah. <laughs> something else that's not working for me: Ruth being so open about the family sexuality. Claire is still a child in high school for crying out loud. I'm continuing to watch, hoping I hoping I start enjoying it again. So, uh I don't get with that. I, I don't quite get where she's coming from. I mean, Claire's 17, it's not like
2: they're not aware of homosexuality. I don't I don't
0: No, no, it's just sexual sexuality. Yeah, I think she means um, Oh, you mean of,
2: of them all practicing their own sexuality. It like was, I'm having it, sex you know, with
0: Nikolai. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Remember we had the whole discussion about how we're all adults she's, here? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what she's referencing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Claire's not an adult. No.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I uh um, I, I did ask her, I was like, are you sure you want to come on? You want to, you're enjoying yourself this season? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I gave her a, I gave her a pretty good episode to come on. Uh, so we'll see her later in the season.
1: Uh, speaking guest. of, uh, Steph, talk about one of the people who have, has Brenda hate. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Steph, I like Brenda. Huh?
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Well, um,
0: let's get into our last rights. So, who wants to go first? Ratings? You should go first because I went first. last
1: time. Me? Oh yes. my God!
0: Me? Yes. You? You uh, have opinions. You?
1: <laughs> I, I do, and I should keep most of them to myself. But that's okay. I will. I will.
2: Okay. I don't think so. I think it's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hug out my ass most of the time. Um, okay. Uh, this episode was okay. Um, it incited a lot of ranting from me. <laughs> so I'm not going to say I liked it that much. Um, I did like that Claire broke up with Gabe. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like that um, Ruth decided to start hanging around this cult. Um I hated Rico and Vanessa and their whole storyline. Also the Keith, I really don't like him. I don't care about him. He's just who cares for me. And I could not give a smaller shit about his family. So, uh, I don't care about that. So I'm going to give it like a five out of 10 hot, sweaty shirtless college guys. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Good. Okay, enough negativity. Time for some positivity, Moira. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you, yeah, I know a lot a lot of what you said I agree with, actually. <laughs> except the Keith part. Because I actually have always liked Keith and I was interested to see more about his family. That's and I, I knew
1: I'd be alone all.
2: Day. Well, that's okay. And I, I have a theory that maybe the reason he and David are um connecting or why he wants David around might have to do with the fact that they they were quite emotionally intimate um, before they had their breakup. like I think they were on a really good wavelength in many ways and so maybe Keith is missing some of that. Maybe he doesn't have as much of that with Eddie. I don't know. Um, hard, hard to say. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I found the scenes uh, with his little niece kind of heartbreaking and sad, and uh, I felt for him. And I thought it was very sweet that David was the one who was there for him and sharing that with him. So, yeah, disagree completely on that one, but that's okay. But um, as for for Rico and Vanessa, they annoyed me. I didn't want Ruth... To go to a cult, so that made me go ooh. And yes, I was happy that you know Claire dumped Gabe, but I have this horrible feeling that he'll just weasel his way back. Like I, you know, she's walking away, and I uh, was afraid she'd turn and give in. You know. So anyway, overall, um, I liked the bit at the end where where David finally tells, or sorry, Nate finally tells David.
1: Oh yeah, I like that too. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah,
2: I really, I really thought that was beautifully done. Um, yeah, but overall, didn't love the episode. It irritated me more than it entertained me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I'm only going to give it six out of ten. Whiny pseudo machismo
0: embalmers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess this is uh, this wasn't a. Uh, I mean, you know, the biggest scene in this episode the, that they spent most the, most of the time with was the dinner with uh, Trevor and his family. And I don't know, I guess it's a little bit more refreshing to call to call attention to Brenda's, um, you know, depression and uh, what's wrong with her or whatever. than just having her be, be a total ass to Nate, but I just still didn't think this was enough. Uh, didn't draw me in as much as like, oh, okay. Um, Rico being an ass didn't help at all. <laughs> mm. um, um, I do enjoy seeing more of Keith's life and I hope we see more of that. I'm just talking as if I've never seen the show before. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I love Mitzi coming in. I love the I yes. love being able to make another buffy comparison. <laughs> And uh, so I'm going to give it a uh, 7 out of 10 Kroner Chalupas. Croner <laughs> Chalupas?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Because they got a Chihuahua working for them.
2: Oh. oh okay. I didn't get that. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh. I, my my f- jokes
0: are not working today at all. <laughs>
1: It's probably just
0: me. I'm going to prime my you joke
1: right?
0: meter. <laughs> no, on it's
1: a... not just you, Moira. Thank you, Jess. Robin, Robin, it's the baby. Oh. It's the baby's
0: fault. Oh. It's gonna everything on the baby.
2: He's just yes, a little okay. bit off his game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's bury this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
3: let's Who it. Mitzi? She's not dead yet. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, so I just want to definitely remind everybody to get on the Facebook group. Uh, we're definitely there talking about Six Feet Under. Uh, I'd like to see more discussions going there. I mean, feel free to post uh, awesome non-spoilery pictures. I'll always love seeing those. Um, and definitely check out the doc for Season 2 episode reservations. Um, it's great. We get, we're we getting some new people to joining up. And uh, we'd love to, you know, if you're new to Six Feet Under, um, we'd love to talk to you on the show. Um, But if you're, if you're a six feet under like fan and you are enjoying the the ride in the green hearse again, um, feel free to sign up and come on the show for, you know, an episode and talk about that. So sign up,
1: especially if you're scruffy guys. Yeah post pictures of yourself <laughs> in the group Oh Lord, Desmond, <laughs> <some stats. laughs> uh, yes um also uh visit us at fish, fishercast.blogspot.com and leave us a voicemail at 15412 embalm and uh visit us on facebook you know people are uh
0: people are definitely taking a long time writing us these long letters and we would we appreciate them but maybe you know if you're in a rush it might be easier for you just to pick the phone up you know one five four one two embalm you can just quickly throw into your cell phone so if you watch six feet under you want to make a quick like i hate rico click and <laughs> feel free
1: <laughs> have we ever had a call we haven't I have we do
0: think we, don't we think so. had one or maybe i'm thinking that. I could be thinking about another podcast that I did. (laughs) 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 There is a waste mail number. Anyway, Moira... (laughs)
2: The other thing you can do, of course, is email us at fishercast1 at com, the way you did for this episode. That was awesome feedback, and yes. we appreciate it. And, yes, you will see me soliciting it actively <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter because it's yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you send us an email, if you could just put in the subject line what episode it's for because I get the emails on my iPhone. And, um I I will go read them even if I haven't watched the episodes unless it tells me that I need to not read them. So uh-huh. if you could do that, that'd be great.
0: Um, and Dez, well, since you are talking, uh, since you're talking, why don't you continue talking and tell us all about <laughs> where we, all the different places we can find you on the web now?
1: Oh my God, there's so many places. Um, you podcast okay. whore. Yes, I have five now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> i have no life i have fisher cast okay Woo! you can also find me on yeah apparently it's my flagship
2: yeah. <laughs> it's the best one that's what i'm
1: told <laughs> um there's what's on with steph and Dez, where we talk mm-hmm. tv mm-hmm. uh there's nonsense cast where mm-hmm. we talk nonsense mm-hmm. um There is – I just joined um, Fatal Attraction, Uh um, Michaela's Lost Girl podcast, so I'm her (laughs) new Um, co-host. Who is
0: going to be playing one of our promos on our show. Thank you, Michaela, if you're listening.
1: Yes. Yes. So that's awesome. Um, And now I have a new podcast starting up. Episode zero is out. It's called Bitch Please. And (laughs) my co-host is none other than Gabby, who we've had on the show several times. And we're going to talk about girl stuff. Um, uh, Not just for girls, though. Uh, If you want to understand girls. And you're a guy. You could listen to, and you can go. It to, could
2: help
0: you.
1: <laughs> yes, it could. You know, but uh, you can go to be uh, blogspot.com to find that one.
0: I can't wait to listen to the Be Pleased cast. Uh, I hope to be pleased <laughs> with it. there's No
1: D. There's no D. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: um, besides <laughs> here, you can find me on Redemption Cast. It just started up. We're re- doing an intro cast and reviewing the episodes of Angel. And Yay. that was very fun to begin. We did a episode zero this week, and uh, that that's just that kind of set it up, say, like, this is what's going on. But there's also a commentary with uh, Gabby, Illyrio, and Kim giving their very first uh, impressions while watching the first episode of Angel, which is awesome. Um, so I
1: love, I love Doyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I thought you liked Vampire Sawyer more, maybe.
2: Don't say anything. I haven't seen any of it.
0: All Please. right, I'll edit that out so you're not spoiled. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, long that commentary has been out. It's only it's your own fault. <laughs>
2: I don't have the DVDs yet, uh, so buzz off.
0: <laughs> I meant Tom Sawyer. Um, uh, right, sure. <laughs> not buying that. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, okay, so... <laughs> Well, you just heard her, and uh, yeah, you can find Moira uh, on on the Twitter at at Moira Brown, with an E, and you can also find her on the list allowed to touch Claire's tits. Um, (laughs) But purely in a medicinal
2: sort
3: (laughs) of way.
0: (laughs) You can find me on the Twitter, uh, (laughs) at at LRobinero, and of course, Des, at Sita Catherine. And that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, your homework is the plan, so make sure to write a nice essay uh, about yourself <laughs> and send it in. As for Out, Out, Brief Candle, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes, ashes, to ashes and, and dust, dust to dust.
1: motherfucking dust. dust.
0: Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> fucking Trevor.
5: more treats for you the new easy bake oven and snack center comes with everything
1: you see here light bulb not included wild cats i say they call me too
3: main the ebony lover i validate the theory when i'm under the cover it's the sport of kings Medellin,
4: football Name's rule I'm a real
5: bad dude, making sounds and noises that are certainly rude. But when we're on the field, my noises are an art, a and a or a plane ball It's the sport of kings, better
4: than diamond
2: rings. Football.
4: Uh, I was leader of the team for about a week. My specialty was the quarterback sneak. I was sacked and attacked. My bag packed when I got the word in the form of a bird. It's the it now. Better than diamond beans. Football. We once were a team that never could mesh it. But now we're something fresher than
3: fresh We think we're jamming and that's a fact. Everybody say Wildcat.
5: These little
1: girls and no other sucker made a banner that was a bad mother. Don't cast not us. It's the sport of kings, better than
3: diamond
2: rings. Football. Ha ha ha. My name is Finch, and as you know, I used to sit on the bench. Money. Food and the sensitudes of life Those are the things that keep me nice But when I don't get them, I go berserk And act just
3: like a 400 pound jerk <laughs> Beat this out as soon as you can with just kicking it, kicking it around my man It's the sport of kings Better than diamond rings Football
5: Wildcats football, football. Wildcats
3: football, Wildcats. football. football.
5: I got cat football. Wild football.
3: Wild football. Wild football. Wild football. Wild cat football.